But it is what is up. What is good, gamers? This is Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digger Dulamite. Purple bling bling. Yo. And your auditory canals are tuned into episode 147 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. And as usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime. First on deck, we got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res hater, a.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. the gamer stepdaddy. What's going on, bro? Uh, not much. Just here uh, watching Joe do his thing. I don't know what that thing is, but he is doing it. So, um, well, Why yeah. are you watching me? Because <laughs> you have your... Did you have your 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 video on, and that's something that we don't ever do. I really hope that it doesn't uh, mess with the uh, uh, mess with the video uh, audio quality, but we will see. Why? Because it's so chunky because of my uh, my beautiful like your you know uh, your, your yes. background picture. Yeah, yeah, your background picture. Like we should let Phil know that you're doing this stuff. That way, you can get a cease and assist. <laughs> Uh, hey, don't obvious, blame me. Don't obviously, blame me. <laughs> you know, want us to get, you know, taken off. You, you want us to get canceled. Oh, get canceled, canceled by Phil? Yeah. <laughs> here, how about here? A more appropriate background. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Oh, now, we, now we put a picture of me and him when we were at um, uh, Evo. Look at that. Oh, that was great. We had We had such a fun time. This, this one's great too so you know yeah killing chaos so normally <laughs> just to give a little background normally we don't have our our cameras on but joe is feeling particularly spicy today so um so yeah so i think i might have to ground him for being you know a little too much a little too extra today a little extra plus too ultra extra. yeah a little <laughs> a little too plus ultra right now <laughs> <laughs> I can show my gets though. Ooh, oh, I got video games. Of course you did. <laughs> of oh. course, our, our show is a no go without Trader Joe, aka Jabroni Chief, <laughs> who is the food max of gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's up, man? Not much. I've been maximizing my gaming dollar too much lately. I gotta step the f back. So all these buy the two, buy, buy two get one free sales. It's like it's making my brain just. You ever see yep. that gif of of uh, that guy from The Hangover? Uh, I forgot the actor's name. The guy with the beard. Uh, Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I've been like, <sighs> I'm glad I'm, I was on a freaking gaming bender and i blew all my switch trading credit from gamestop but i am done for now you know and this black friday tide coming up it's like the lies you tell the lies you tell you ain't done you ain't done not in this life you got you got too many you got too many like black friday gets to get i see you joe i I don't have any black friday gets because i bought everything i've done black friday gets i'm not (laughs) Black Friday gets Black Friday is still is still coming, buddy. You need to just be you just need to be ready for it. And just be like, yes, 
Black Friday is going to give it to you. Black Friday is going to give it to you. Going to give it to you. If I try to justify buying like a Lego game or some other bullshit or like some, like, I'm going to buy the physical Xbox version because I want to have the physical disc. No, I'm not going to try to do that. <laughs> then talk me off the effing ledge nope. because I. <laughs> nope, I'm not going to talk you off the ledge because then you're going to be all like, I know how to do it. I'm a grown up. I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> well, I. I... <laughs> I I feel I did take advantage of one of those for the uh, the nineteen dollar. Uh, I picked up uh, Lego Jurassic Park. Uh, then I got Ghostbusters, and I've got um, what's that that racing game that looks like a Daytona? Uh, Hot Shots. Hot sure. Shot, yeah, Hot Shots Racing coming as well. So, and that was all for that was the nineteen dollar range of offers. <laughs> so I went through Target. So I was I did take advantage of that, but I I'm waiting for I'm waiting for the Black Friday deals, particularly on the um, the services discounts side. For yeah yeah, yeah I, 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 uh, I actually got a little bit of um, I got the um, uh, Tomb Raider definitive ex- definitive edition trilogy. So uh, for whatever reason, they have all of them, like all three of them. Uh, for like 20 bucks 19 something um and it's all um like everything you can possibly get all the dlc all the content and i was just like you know what i played the first one almost to completion played like the beginning of the second one and never touched the third one i figured you know what i'm gonna i want to play this game like i want to i want to um i want to play this game i want to enjoy it i want to play it this should be fun Let's go. So I definitely am going to uh, uh, see what I can do with it. But aren't yeah, those on Game Pass? No, they aren't. They're not really. Yeah, no, Tomb. No, they're not. Yep. Trust me. If they were on Game Pass, I would have. I would have been playing them like crazy. But, but no, I. I had to. Uh, I had to purchase them, which is fine. I, I think mm-hmm. it was. I think. I think that series is very underrated. So. Yeah, the thing about Game Pass is that, you know, unless it's a Bethesda or Microsoft game, you know, it's, you don't really own it. Who knows when they're going to pull it from the service, you know, so that's my viewpoint on it. But I was using the GameStop because as soon as GameStop did the buy two, get one free, um, you know, everything obscure and everything like kind of uh, low print run was included, you know, Target and, you know, Amazon are not going to include those games. So I picked up like... Uh, my big buy to get one free was uh, picking up Undernauts, uh, Labyrinth, Labyrinth of Yomi for PS4, picking up Blue Reflect, Reflection Second Light for PS4, and then uh, capping it off with Caligula Effect 2. So, so mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I was looking for some, like, you know, hard to find or, you know, come and gone kind of games. And to get those on sale, I think, is uh, something I can, like, you know, no, and as long as I play them, if they sit on my <laughs> shelf, then you know, then it's kind of all for naught. But you know, yeah, as long as you play them, it's all yeah. it's all you can do. Yeah, Kev, you might be interested in the Caligula effect because it has a, like a lot of similarities to Persona, actually. So, really, yeah. So is a is a uh, turn based RPG? Correct, with uh, some social links and kind of in the same wheelhouse, basically. So, mm, okay. Was it full? Was that uh, well? You got it on sale. How much was it? 
It was uh, 50 bucks. Oh. Okay. Okay, I might have to well, look. Okay. At, I might have to look that up. Well, all right there. So we're going to move on to our first topic on the docket, and as always, it's going to be the playlist. So Trader Joe, why don't you kick things off, man? What you been playing? Well, um, since baseball is over, I've kind of buried and was like kind of going out of my comfort zone a little bit game wise. So. Oh, and, uh, and for for the record, who, who won? Oh, the Atlanta Braves, of course. So, All right, that is All your right. team. Yes, I actually was an emotional day of. Um, you know, I unfortunately, be, I I was excited. Okay, step chuck chuckling over there, and I have no idea what you're talking about. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> Knock it the hell off. <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm happy that you that you're happy. Okay, but if you if you can let me finish, I didn't, I didn't... say anything. You're the one that started. Just go. I'm I'm not saying anything. Yeah, I didn't say anything. Cheese, <laughs> uh, cheese and rice, Joe. Cheese and rice, buddy. Come on. Uh, the day of, I was like more like I was just really happy that they won on there. But uh, until I watched the parade on Friday, I was like I did I didn't get teary eyed and whatnot, you know. So, and just happy to see for the team that they won in the end of the season because the season was just like a back and forth craziness. Uh, you know, was, if you're not a baseball fan, the Braves didn't get to uh, 500 until like August. Meaning that they didn't, they had more losses than wins, and so they kind of pulled it out of their, you know what, to kind of do what they did on there. But uh, this is not a sports podcast. This is a gaming podcast. So <laughs> let me go ahead and talk about what I've been playing. Um, as far as games, I've just been playing solo. Pretty much a lot of my games are just stuff I've been playing multiplayer with Dez, and so uh, we checked out the Lost Ark. Uh, closed beta on there. Um, I got a kind of, we talked about a little bit last episode a bit. I don't, I think we went back to it one further time after that. I think you might've dipped in a little bit more than I did, Des. I did. I did. On there. I, I, I like what I played. Um, I thought the controller uh, scheme was okay. It could work on there. I think it might be to where I want to have maybe uh to play this in my you know PC area and have my keyboard ready to do any keyboard shortcuts if need be on there. I think that would definitely help on there. Um, and uh, also played a little bit with you, Des, on Tuesday. We played some Risk of Rain 2 for the first time in, in a, quite a bit of time, and it's, it took us a minute to get back oriented with the, how the game plays and, and the gameplay loop on that. Uh, reason why we picked um started to play that out of the blue is that um it was the night that pso2 new genesis was down for maintenance and i know one of our listeners john bt just picked up a ps5 and he ordered himself from five below a five dollar copy of risk of rain one and two and also a copy of borderlands three and so i kind of want to get back into it for the one that I haven't played it since the 1.0 update, and uh, I want to, you know, as I I was enjoying that game for a bit of time on there. I just kind of lost the plot a little bit 
meaning that I was playing even without playing multiplayer with you, Diz. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think initially we were playing it. Uh, I was playing it because I know you were uh, wanting to try it and wanted to do some multiplayer on it. But it was a point to where I was playing it for quite a bit of time afterwards. So on that but uh risk of rain is definitely risk of rain 2 is definitely worth a purchase in my opinion that was that game kev remember when i posted that video on twitter and you're like what game is that it was like that like crazy ass boss encounter i was uh posted like that little clip where just bullets and everything was going everywhere yeah yeah so it kind of reminded kind of looked like a uh, uh like an indie version of returnal or like a, of a returnal boss fight some I can of those it. get like that. Yeah, I can see that. Good deal. Also played uh, in those wonderful wheelhouses of since I mentioned PSO2 New Genesis. Yeah, we're kind of back on the horn with PSO2 New Genesis a bit. I want to kind of try the new character classes on there. So there's a new character class that's coming out in December, but the one I kind of missed that uh, just was unveiled i believe isn't it braver desmond yes so no 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 it's bouncer sorry bouncer okay yeah river was the one before bouncer got it so and then i as far as not up on the new class for december so anyway about that you know we were back in the mix that desmond could probably talk a little bit more because you know uh he did have to um, start from scratch, and so he could kind of give you his viewpoint. I've been kind of in there helping him out, you know, and uh, kind of just uh, doing the dailies with him and whatnot uh, on there. What do you think about going back to this game after being gone for a while, Diz? Um, I enjoyed it. I, I never... I never disliked the game. It just got a little rote and a little boring. And so taking a break off, taking a break for a while was, was really just what I needed to, to want to get back into it and have a little bit more fun. So for me, it was, it, it, it was great. Like I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm trying a different, uh, when I played my last character, I was mainly, uh, ranged. So in this one, I'm trying really hard to focus on melee, and I'm because because ranged in that game is relatively easy. Like it's like easy mode. Seriously, um, ranger is easy mode. You literally just sit back, strafe, and kill people, and you very rarely get hit by anything. Um, and so that's a really good way to learn the game mechanics because you're not you're not anywhere close to it. So it's uh, to the to the action. So it's really kind of interesting, and you can play a little bit more of a support role. So for this one, I really tried hard to play more melee, and I'm knowing that the game gets gets a lot harder uh, with melee combat because you're really in it. And they, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to learn more about the characters that I'm playing because in melee you kind of come in and you you. you you can you're supposed to stay in with in into the the combat, and I'm trying to learn the dodge arts. Um, so it's it it's it's really interesting, and I, I'm trying to just get the controller down because you have to hold a button to dodge, which is fine, but um, it's just putting it on the palette makes it is what I'm trying to you know palette swapping is what I'm trying to get used to. So, um. Yeah. I think so I don't know if you want to 
get a keyboard hooked up to your Xbox, but you can do that if you want. Oh, I know, to. I know, but I I I'm fine with with uh, playing with a controller and stuff. So it's just it's just a learning curve that I am um, getting that I'm doing. So so I'm I'm okay with it. Like I'm totally okay with with running that running that configuration it's just learning because i'm my my buttons and everything was was for ranged combat and so just changing it up you know learning your gap closers and stuff like that so um when i when i'm in when i'm in the zone you know uh it's great also also i'm only like level 10 so um i'm like level 10 and level 8 and my 10 in my main class and 8 in my subclass so i still have a little bit of time to go and i'm still using like the the second weapon the second weapon type sorry the second weapon class because there's there's different um there's stronger weapons that you get as you progress and i'm only on the second tier weapons so once like i start getting a some, weapon right uh level b weapon yeah the the, the red ones you know yeah. so i'm i'm using that so uh, but everything is going a lot faster this time. I'm noticing because I actually know what I'm supposed to do. So, <laughs> so a lot of the stuff is going a lot faster as I'm as I'm progressing through, and that's mainly just to get to the new content. They're 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 adding a uh, a desert area with a new wa- wa- wafu, as people are saying. You know, <laughs> people are super super happy about the addition of the wafu. So. Yeah, and there's a level cap up to 35. Right now it's limited to 20, and then there's going to yeah. be some new class skills and some element skills as well. Yeah, so on there, so. so, so we'll see. I've looked at all the all the I've looked at all the stuff for it. So we'll see. Um, so it's probably a good time to jump back in to see to see what's happening. But but we'll see. Yeah, one thing about the bouncer class is I'm having to use arts for the first time as far as magic, and I've kind of, it's, using the controller is kind of awkward on there. I almost wish, you know, because when I was playing on Steam, um, I had access, obviously, to my keyboard, and so I was able to just, uh, you know, obviously just go down and hit a button on there. I'm going to see if I could maybe create some macros, because I'm using an Xbox controller with uh, some back buttons on there to see if maybe i could uh maybe do a couple of shortcuts as well so you know yeah well let me know if you let me know what you do because it might be interesting to to see what kind of macros that you're using and see um and see if it works for me yeah for sure so uh, other than pso uh, we've been playing a little bit of titan quest still um i'm still yep. make, making my way through the immortal throne uh content on there which is the um, expansion that came out as part of titan quest and so both me and des uh, are like basically done at the medea's garden section and ready to hop down to hades on there um you know i've been kind of ocd and uh, there's one particular quest that's uh like side quest that's worked for me and i've been trying my best to try to get it to trigger and you know, it really doesn't matter in the scheme of the story or anything, but I don't know why I have OCD. I want to complete all the quests, but, you know, and I even jumped in the Des- Desmond's game to see if I could trigger it there, and I'm just, uh, you know, scribbling tattooed, so on that aspect of it, but still enjoying that, um, and then also another game in that same wheelhouse that uh, we played for the first time last night and uh, is uh, the uh, free-to-play Path of Exile. 
on there and it kind of opened my eyes a bit because after playing titan quest for so long after playing a lot of diablo um this is a more realistic um more grounded take on the action rpg with loot on there Uh, just everything feels a little bit more weightier as far as the character classes and uh you know it's kind of a little bit uh you know it's hard yeah the difficulty is definitely uh little bit up there on there and i know from previous times i've referenced this game i know that uh, the co-host on the other podcast i'm a part of uh, gh radio um, eric bouchard kind of mentioned that oh you need someone to go in and help you with all the nuances with the game you need like a, a guide for newbies and I haven't really felt that way so far from what I've played on there. I know Desmond's obviously have watched numerous videos on the the, uh, game. So I think you're a little bit more versed in, say, if I was going in completely blind on there. But I felt like the introduction wasn't too prohibitive on there. I'm not sure if if the learning curve is going to go up from here or whatnot, but I'm definitely interested in uh, resuming, you know, playing the game and, and checking it out some more on there and i definitely down if if anyone out there is either if you're playing on xbox or on playstation since this is a free-to-play game if you're wanting to uh check it out on your perspective platform i have no problem i'm not sure if this game supports cross play cross progression and whatnot uh something i'll have to research to find out if i'm able to go back and forth between like say a ps5 version of the game and the xbox version of the game but i would definitely be interested for sure hi paul (laughs) well all right then so i guess i'll go i'll go next um oh were you done joe uh Look at my list. Yeah, I'm done. I don't know if Desmond had anything to say about Path of Exile since we're talking about it. So. Okay. Well, I'll go ahead and, and mention my playlist. So I've been playing. It's weird. Um, I don't think my, and it's a good thing. My Series X hasn't been on as often as it has been really recently in a long time. And I think it's a good thing because... My one X was was a paperweight, <laughs> and for a while, it looked like the Series X was going to follow in footstep. But fortunately, I got some games to play, at least some games that uh, are holding my interest for the time being. So first one I'm going to mention is Forza Horizon 5. Um, so, of course, folks who are clued in know that it launched on game pass i think if you bought one of the packs or the expansion packs you got to play it early uh i it did not unlock for me until the i want to say either the 8th or the 9th of november i can't recall but anyway i've been playing it and i have been enjoying it a couple of things this is the first forza horizon that I've been able to play that does not make me want to throw and break my controller. I, all of the prior ones, I, the cars just felt like they were driving on ice. I, I had very little control. I felt like I had very little control over them. The even going in a straight line, my cars would often be 
wind up going sideways some kind of way. And I, the fiddling with the settings, which is something you really shouldn't have to do with an arcade racer, just, just putting that out there, but fiddling with the settings and whatnot did not do any good uh, for the versions two through four that I played. Five, on the other hand, uh, I have been able to play and always feel in control of the car. When I go smashing into a sidewall or knocking into somebody, it's user error. It feels a little more like user error and a lot less than uh, the, just the way the game was programmed. So I'm very happy about that. I've put in maybe three hours, three, three or three or four hours into Forza. I've acquired the, my first property. I've got several cars that I've won through uh, winning races. You, you stack up credits fairly quickly. And I've uh, been, been having a lot of fun. There is a customization. And I don't go into the tire pressure and uh, the, the sway bar adjustments. I don't do that. Um, I'm, I'm not that I'm not that into the weeds, but I will do the performance upgrades and the appearance upgrades, like you know, putting on the wide body kits, changing out rims and wheels, looking at user created liveries, that type of thing. Um, and I've done that for a couple of the cars that are in my garage right now. And I, you know, it's the the only thing that I that I'm really not a fan of. And every Forza Horizon that I've played has a cringe gimmick. Like, like I think was it the third one had was had this festival that just you know felt like something that. My, you'd expect to hear sponsored by Doritos and Mountain Dew. <laughs> it's nice. just very cringe. And this one is also very cringe. It takes place in Mexico. And because it's in Mexico, everything has to have a theme. So, of course, one part, I have to help a Lucha Libre wrestler capture the essence of Lucha Libre by driving him around. And... <laughs> Sure. I'm just I'm I think I I think I was in a party with you guys when that happened and I'm yep. I'm I'm we driving like... around a Ford Fiesta, a, a rally Ford Fiesta trying to stay at 130 miles per hour and I've got this Lucha Libre wrestler and I've got to yeah, this is exciting. It just looks like Lucha Libre and I'm like, "Oh, good heavens. Stop. Is there a way to turn <laughs> off this audio?" Because it was just so cringe, man. It it sounds bad. I mean, I know. Is, yeah. <laughs> previous Forza Horizon games always kind of like it's like, oh, let's get the party started. Oh, there's <laughs> DJ Bob over here on the ones and twos, and it's like I'm sitting here like, when the f wants to see this shit? Oh, look, balloons are in the sky. Oh boy, there's a festival. Oh boy, there's a cheering crowd. Oh boy. You know, it makes me long for like NASCAR races in Alabama. <laughs> wow, really? At least you know, I I feel at home with the the NASCAR crowd. <laughs> okay, I mean, if you say so. Just preference, well, I, I guess. 
I tell you, I definitely don't feel at home at home with, with this crowd that they've had these games. But I mean, and there is the like this festival type thing going on here in Mexico. It, it, with it being in Mexico, but it's more culturally focused. So like, I, like I did one mission where I'm driving around and I have to. I'm driving a student from the university of one of the cities in Mexico because they want to see the impact of of uh, wind on sand. So, of course, the way you duplicate that is by driving around a rally car on a beach, because, of course, that's how you simulate wind on sand. And it, it, it's okay. just, I guess there's trying to, there's some cult, there is, they mentioned this university a lot, so I'm beginning to, I think it might be a major university, major university in Mexico. There's a big focus on uh, Mexican art and, and all that stuff is cool, but it doesn't make sense in the context of a racing game, particularly in an arcade racing game. Because when it comes to the icons and the thing, unless you you're actually know where to look and you're looking for them and you're going into photo mode and doing all that stuff, you're going to be driving past all this stuff at breakneck speed. You're not even going to know you're around it un mm. unless you know where it is. So, but aside from that, aside from those cringe elements, it's actually, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty fun game. So I, I've been, uh, been digging it. I intended to try and jump into a shout out to Ace Black who has set up a um, set up a a race group not a race group but a, a, a race night rather I was trying to get get in last night but uh, those cats are uh, on East Coast time and I'm West Coast time so our times could not match up so I'm gonna try and join them I think they're going to try and do another race session tonight so I might try and jump in with them uh, but yeah it's Forza five is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I played a little bit too. Um, I got past the intro and saved from there, and uh, <laughs> that's pretty much all I've played. But I enjoyed what I played. If I freaking jumped to another car and jumped out of the plane one more time, I would have literally turned the damn thing off because I just got tired of swapping uh, cars in the intro. I thought it was just uh, kind of like, okay, again, okay, again, kind of thing. But you know, it is what it is. I don't how know many how you cars did you? I only did it once. I don't know. Um, well, uh, in the intro, I basically switched over to, I think, four or five different cars in the intro. Oh, okay. Okay. You, I didn't you know. I'm, you, yeah. So they busted up like a bunch of different cars at the intro for me, at least. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah. So I kept dropping okay. out of air, airplane. Dropping out of airplane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On there. You know, they wanted, they wanted to like start the game off with a bang. Yes. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, for the, the one that. thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The, no, go ahead. The one thing that I think is weird because for games like this that kind of straddle the line between arcade and sim, I still say that Grid holds the crown. Uh, grid one and Grid two, particularly uh, the Grid quote unquote reboot that came out like a couple years ago for PS4 and Xbox One. Is fun, but because it doesn't have a campaign, it's just a bunch of races. It's not nearly as fun as the first two, in my opinion. But 
those are licensed vehicles and you can smash them things up pretty pretty good on horizon you can't do that i mean you'll get scuff marks on paint but you're not going to be you're not going to get into a serious accident and then see your rear fender hanging off you know and falling off like you do in grid which i think is very unusual very weird how you know i've i've often heard that you know car manufacturers don't want to see their cars get demolished in video games well grid has licensed vehicles and they're get they get demolished all the time and i don't know why that's that seems to be an issue in horizon where you can go flying off a hillside like in this game you know uh, uh flying off a hill with a 70 degree 70 degree uh, uh 70 degree drop and land and flip and spin and there's not a there's not a scratch on on the car Mm -hmm. i just find that kind of it kind of takes it kind of takes you out particularly if you're used to games like burnout but i know i know burnout does not have licensed cars but you know you can smash things up pretty good in grid so i don't know what the disconnect was when it came to the licensing agreement for this game so i i don't know but it's a fun game if you dig uh, arcade-oriented racers or racers that straddle the line between um, sim and arcade. Uh, check it out. It, you know, it's it's on Game Pass. You don't have to buy it, quote unquote. <laughs> but uh, the other couple of other games that I've been playing, another game also on Xbox. I've been going through the Halo Collection. I downloaded the Master Chief Collection, and last night I completed I completed Halo Reach. It's a fun game. Um, Halo Reach was the was the game that my eighth Xbox 360 red ringed on because uh, I, I had just bought it, <laughs> bought the game, and I got my eighth 360 back or new quote-unquote new i plugged that mug in and it went immediately to red ring so i was like uh screw that so thank you for playing <laughs> goodbye yeah, yeah literally <laughs> that might give so, uh listeners a background of your um you know dissertation towards microsoft at least you know yeah in a nutshell in a nutshell the the, the quick and dirty is we all know that the red ring of death was an as an, was an issue with the Xbox 360 and I experienced eight of them now I, for I know there are some people that I've seen online that have gone through like 10 or 12 I went through eight and that was when I okay I'm done with 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 this paper mache console it, the Xbox at the time was when it was working having gone having moved trans, moved from the OG Xbox into the 360 I played a lot it was actually my preferred uh console in a lot of ways uh the original Xbox if a multiplat came out for the PS2 and the original Xbox 9 times out of 10 I bought it for Xbox when the 360 came out and uh then a year later Sony came out with well you'll get a second job you know we all know about that I was like, I ain't paying $700 for no dang console. Uh, I got the 360, and the, the multipliers played better on that. So for a, for a good while, the Xbox was my preferred console. I know a lot of people don't believe that. 
because <laughs> I've 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 been told that you were never an Xbox fan. Yeah, actually, I was. Uh, but the quality of the console is what eventually turned me off. And then, of course, I went back to PlayStation and PlayStation juiced up their exclusives and, you know, the rest is history. But the Halo Reach was the last Xbox game that I purchased before my eighth console red ringed and i said you know i'm done with this trash ass box but it's but being able to go back and play it in the master chief collection was was pretty fun um i i know that there's a lot of lore in the halo universe with the books i've only read one book uh, it was about master chief uh i'm not going to go and read the other ones i'm just kind of want to play through the games in order just to play through them uh i don't play that play through them at heroic i play through them either at i'm going to play them either at normal or easy it just depends fps is not my <laughs> it's not my preferred uh style of game so but i just kind of feel that uh just to get a good grasp on what a big portion of the gaming community says is the creme de la creme of storytelling particularly for first person shooters uh i i i i'm just you know doing trying to experience that for myself see what all the hubbub is about i did play because the only halos that i played uh when i had an xbox was um i played combat evolved and i played halo 2 and i just kind of fell out of the franchise after halo 2 never played the other ones so it's going to be interesting just just to kind of see how all that plays out. And uh, so, like I said, I finished Reach, and I'm still playing Ultra Age, and I'm loving Ultra Age still. But Ultra Age did something that in that that is just a do not do when it comes to modern day beat 'em ups. It's I'm on the final scenario and it's taking me through a freaking boss review. I hate that because it's just filler. If if you're gonna if you're gonna make me fight the same bosses over again, mm. then just in the game, and just just in the game. I it's a cheap way. It's cheap filler and it's it's just not very. I don't know if they felt that they needed to 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 pad it with more with more content, but it's just really cheesy, really cheesy, and it, it, it's not it's not fun. I when when it happened, I knew I was in for trouble when in the course of the dialogue between the main character and his robot AI assistant, he says, "I feel like I've been here before." And lo and behold, it's the it it was like the second boss, the, the the no the third boss that I fought. I was like, are we really doing a boss review? Okay, really. And I beat that one, and then I go into the next section, and then it's another boss that I fought. And then that one was like the second boss that I that I encountered in in the in my playthrough of the game. I was like, this this ain't cool. <laughs> so it's gonna lose some points. Just for that. I mean, the gameplay is still on point. You know, the it's silky smooth. It's ugly as homemade sin. 
uh, you know, graphically, but it's 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 a fun game, but it loses some cool points because of the boss review. Uh, you know, it is what it is, but but that's what I have been playing. So, Des, man, what you been up to? All righty. So we already talked about PSO2, Path of Exile, um, and Lost Ark, and Time Quest, really. we Joe and I, really, those are the games that I play mostly with Joe. And I've been having a really good time playing those games with him. So, yay! You know? <laughs> so, Do you have any more uh, thoughts on Path of Exile? Because I know you had to cut out for a second, so... Uh, Path of Exile? No. Um, it. I think you're right. I think this is a much more... I don't want to say mature, but it just it ticket. I think it at, for an ARPG. I think this is much more. I, I hate using the term like realistic or something, but it's much uh, more gritty, you know. Weightier, uh, I would say. Yeah, it's much more grittier, and I think this is um, why one of the reasons why uh, Blizzard is going back to a much more grittier, realistic looking uh, for Diablo Four. Um, one of the reasons is just because that, that hyper, uh, that hyper colorful look while people got used to it, they didn't really like it. So, so this one just looks a bit more, um, aggressive, so to speak. So who knows? Um, I, I'm really enjoying it. Um, it is, I don't want to say it as a steep learning curve, but, but it's systems it's systems if you allow it to can overwhelm you but i don't think that it will i've played enough arpgs to kind of understand it's just some of the button prompts are a little bit different than uh the normal ones um so that's just something it's kind of reorienting myself to to where the buttons are and how and how to equip and unequip and stuff like that but everything else is pretty much you know the same from other ARPGs. It's just it's just a different skin on it. But I think this one has just a little bit more uh, to offer. So plus it's free. So and and you can't you can't beat that. So um, just want to touch on Lost Ark just a little bit. Um, I really enjoyed it, um, and I will be playing it when it pops out. I don't know if I'm going to get a Founders Pack or anything like that. I think. Probably not. I'm probably going to just play it and see how it is. I know it is on Steam right now, but hopefully it will move to consoles and then other people will be able to play it. I don't know how that's going to work, seeing it is it is uh, funded by uh, Amazon. So let's see if Amazon is going to get in bed with, with the consoles. That'll be very interesting. Um, and thinking about the ramifications of that, but we'll think of, we'll pass that bridge when we get to it. And then the last game that I've been playing is Tomb Raider, uh, the Tomb Raider franchise. Like I said, I picked it up and I've been playing the the uh, the first one, and I think I'm gonna do a complete pay- playthrough of all three of them. Um, I enjoy Laura Croft as a uh, protagonist. I like her better than Nathan Drake. I know sacrilege, but I think she's the OG. Um, and I just like I like the progression, and I like the story although i'll tell you one thing she is a terminator like i swear to god the the woman should have died multiple times in in some of the things that i've seen her do and seen her experience like like in the first before you even see the 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 beginning where it says tomb raider 
she gets you know she gets knocked out and captured after being you know shipwrecked right and then she tries to escape and she falls on some rebarb and it like pierces her side like right above her kidney and i'm like okay sure catastrophic kidney failure nope she brushes that shit off doesn't even like cauterize the wound nothing <laughs> i'm like wait what she gets her her foot caught in a bear trap nothing uh, like she gets constantly sliding and slipping and and almost drowning nothing um <laughs> and then and then like all she has on is like some 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 like um cargo pants and like a tank top and it's like it's like raining and snowing and she's constantly wet and i'm like right and she's getting like shot up at, like and this is all stuff that happens in like the cutscenes and and when you actually do mess up and and you and there's like a cutscene where you like the, there's um remember this was in like 2013 2000 yeah 2013 and this was back when all of the uh quick time events were all the rage so so if you messed up a quick time of time event you know we'll we'll, we'll rip out her throat and, or or where you're sliding on a hill and you miss it and she'll literally get 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 rammed through the bottom of her chin up to her head and it's like like it's pretty graphic and i'm just like wow but she's literally surviving all this other stuff like seriously laura crop is a goddamn terminator i swear to you it's crazy i'm like how how but i'm here for it i'm here for it so so but i'm enjoying it so far and i probably will do a playthrough of them and give you my um my i know i said that a couple times about some other games but i think the 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 reason why I'm liking this game is is it doesn't overstay its welcome. You can beat the whole thing in about uh, if you just want to play it through and you're not looking for the the unlockables and stuff like that. You can beat it in a good 15 hours, probably a little less if you speed through stuff and you, and you don't spend time searching for stuff. But um, I'm st I'm stopping to to pick up stuff because you get you get uh, experience points for finding stuff and literally raiding tombs. And so it, 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 it pays you, it pays off to do that stuff because you get more, you get more stuff. I'm in the end of the day. And then you, you get you, your Laura gets even more, you know, even stronger. So, so it just makes sense to do that. And I've, again, I've really um, enjoyed the game so far and I totally forgot. I totally forgot that I played this game before and and pretty much i think I, I think i beat it the first time but i again this was in 2000 this was on a ps3 and i i think i remember owning it and playing it but i don't remember anything about it like i really like i get flashes of this this seems familiar or i remember this or something but swear to god lord take terminator t1000 over here it's crazy <laughs> But fun game though, fun game. If you if you have twenty bucks and you have some time to kill, I definitely say you should pick up the Tomb Raider collection. It's on sale on PSN right now for twenty bucks. It's really worth it. So that was one of my Black Friday gets. So yeah. But that's it. That's all I've been playing. All right. So with that, we're gonna move into our next topic on the docket, which is gonna be the main event. All right, Des, you got the mic. All righty. So thank you, as always, to everybody who's took the time to um, come in and uh, respond to our main event. Our main event question is, 
With Sega's uh, recent announcement of their partnership with Xbox, what games do you want to see from Sega? Would you prefer that uh, Microsoft backup that brings bring up? <laughs> would you prefer that Microsoft backup that brings truck and purchase Sega outright? Let us know what you want to see, and we will discuss it on the next episode. So Gerald on Discord says. Not really sure about the partnership with Sega. I guess it makes sense for Microsoft to help maybe get more Japanese games that Joe loves so much. I, he didn't say that. I put that in there. Uh, on Onto their platform, then maybe sure. As for me, as a consumer, I am not sure if Sega makes any games that I like currently. Maybe the Yakuza games, but those are already on Games Pass. Not sure. I guess we have to wait and see. I don't have any stock in this one. I think that's really what most people are thinking about is like, you know, don't really have much stock in it. So we'll, it's, it's kind of a wait and see. But Willie D on Discord says, uh, regarding Sega and Microsoft, I'm meh to, to if Microsoft buys them. If I were Microsoft, then I would pass on it. Uh, there isn't a lot of upside. I think Nintendo would be a better fit for a purchasing Sega. But I think there is some nostalgia in that option. Totally agree with you on that about the nostalgia nostalgia of Nintendo purchasing Sega. They've already worked together in the past, but I don't think they've worked together to the lengths of which Microsoft is doing right now. But uh, and then John BT on Discord says, "Not really have much interest in this, given I'm not likely going not going to have an Xbox in this gen. I'd like to see a Fantasy Star normal RPG come back one day, or a remake of Final Fantasy VII." Part of me also wants Sega to make uh, gas uh, games as a service Persona game just to hear about Kevin's burning Kevin burning his games. Yep, Kevin would have a massive a massive massive. Oh um, yeah, I'd be uh, burning bonfire. them in effigy, burning yeah. them in effigy. Just like throw them in a pyre, let <laughs> go. So, uh, but for for me on this on this, um, I really think. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know if um, I, I don't know. I don't think it would be uh, good or bad. I just think it would be one of those things that that would. Um, I think you would put a feather in Microsoft's cap, and I think Microsoft would get some new games from it, and it, it would make the transition for. Well, I would hope it'd make the transition for Japanese titles to get released in the in North North America a lot easier because that always seems to be a problem. Um, so I think overall it would be a win win only because only because it would be easier to get games here. Not that it's really hard, but I'm thinking mostly trying to get some more obscure games. But I would just hate that they Microsoft would only want games as a service from Sega. And I think that would be pro a problem. Uh, because because Microsoft is so focused as service a service model that if they were to buy Sega, they would force them to make games for that model. And I don't think that that would be a good thing as, as I think that that would stifle the create Sega's cre creativity. But for me personally, I think this is kind of a pipe dream. I don't think that they have any interest in buying Sega. I think I think it's I think it'd be mostly I think it would mostly be um, a working relationship to release games over here um then then if anything um uh, kev what's your thought on this well uh i think they they do have history i mentioned that uh last last week would it would microsoft want to buy sega i think absolutely they would i think microsoft would like to 
get into the Japanese gaming mindset. And I think that probably the best way for them to do that would be to acquire a, a well-known uh, Japanese uh, either publisher, publisher or a studio. I don't know what the laws regarding uh, corporate purchases from an outside, from a, a company that's not Japanese. I don't know how all that works. You know, Microsoft, big, you know, trillion dollar company. I'm sure they have a plenty of international law attorneys on staff to figure all that stuff out. But Spencer has been on record about, you know, making these trips to Japan and, you know, wanting to build their customer base in, in Japan. The way that they're going to wind up going about it is undoubtedly going to be through the cloud. Uh because folks ain't buying ain't buying those consoles. I, they're not. But if they have a Japanese company under their umbrella, it could definitely be used to bolster interest in their crowd in their cloud services in uh, Xbox uh, Game Pass Cloud or whatever they call their their mobile cloud. Uh, streaming thing the problem that i see and this is an issue that i've seen with other studios that microsoft has acquired um i just when they start getting involved with what they want done i i honestly believe that's what happened with Scalebound. i i really do I know a lot of people want to say, well, it was, you know, Platinum was funding the money to, was taking that money and putting it towards something else, this, that, and the third. I just have a feeling, and maybe we'll never know. Hopefully somebody is doing the interview so a book or an article can be written about it because I'm sure it's going to be a great read. I just think Microsoft just has a way of focus testing things and reducing something down to, you know, a focus test. You know, what did what did our what did our what did our focus group think of this? And what did our focus group think of when, you know, I, I think that's why Forza Horizon is the way it is. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> it's so cringeworthy, and I would hate to see that happen to well-known Japanese IPs, you know, I, I don't I don't want to see Sonic running down with a with a can of Mountain Dew with Master Chief's mug on it. I I ah! I, I don't. <laughs> you know, and the way that Microsoft is pushing their game pass, you know, I don't want to see Persona go gas, get gassed up. I wouldn't want to see any of the other uh games and it's not really so much sega it is the studios that sega owns you know i'm thinking of atlas in particular atlas is doing some great work both in rpgs and in their fight in the in their fighting games you know i still need to get a hold of uh of uh melty blood lumina i'm i'm waiting on my i'm waiting on my uh hitbox but uh so much talent is under that Sega umbrella, and I just don't want to see that shrivel. And 
I think this agreement is about utilizing Azure cloud servers uh, for this great ultra super game cloud game that that you know sounds like a villain in Ultraman. <laughs> the way it's yeah. mentioned yeah. in the, the way Azure cloud. <laughs> The way it's mentioned in the in the uh, in the news article, I think that's what what it's about. You know, we're gonna have this ultra game, and and people are gonna play in communities and all these social buzzwords that just make me make me cringe. And it's like I said last week, don't you dare touch Persona in this bullshit. But. Could it turn into something that could be an acquisition? You know, it wouldn't surprise me if Microsoft's attorneys are looking at this from an acquisitional standpoint and seeing what the laws are and seeing if Sega would be interested in doing that, you know. But, you know, you have to be willing to be bought in order to be purchased. And is Sega looking to be bought? You know, I don't know. I think we think Joe mentioned last week that they had a that they are Sega themselves are looking to acquire other studios. So, you know, we'll see. <laughs> so, Joe, what are your thoughts? Uh, right now, I don't think it would be a good uh, action for Microsoft to buy Sega outright. When you're really thinking of modern day Sega, modern day Sega basically is just mainly been Sonic and Yakuza and it's like they've kind of dabbled with their back catalog a bit you know we saw like the Sakura Wars remake uh come out a couple years ago uh they have a like a team within Sega themselves that continue to do RPGs but I know the last RPG that was announced was announced for mobile phones in Japan so a lot Mm -hmm. of people were upset on here with Nagoshi, which was the creator of the Yakuza series and the kind of the creative director of Sega, um, kind of leaving for net ease about a month or two ago. I'm not sure where they're going to go. And if you look at Sega's other companies besides Atlas, I mean, they've released a lot of PC oriented uh, software and whatnot. You know, you got your, you know, obviously the uh, soccer simulator as far as the manage- manager simulator on there. And you got all the other studios like Creative Assembly bringing out like the Total War series and whatnot that uh, they are really kind of, I hate to say, kind of a hodgepodge type of. Uh, publisher as of late on there because you know obviously i'm not playing total war at all i think total war like uh troy or rome was the last one that they brought out and they also bring out those two-point hospital and two-point amusement park like you know it's very european type software that they're publishing as well on there and uh, i you know i could see maybe uh it being a fit possibly for microsoft in europe possibly you know the soccer management um, series is the football manager series that they bring out that's also on games pass i mean so you know you, you initially think sega and you think oh dreamcast you think of you know fantasy star you think of jet set radio you think of you know every prior sega franchise under the sun and really and truly the people that created those games are long gone on there so it's just it's kind of I'm curious to see where Sega goes from here with their, you know, quote unquote, super game and seeing if they could creatively like, you know, find something to do on here. And especially with the death of Japanese arcades and with COVID and everything, I know they sold a lot of their amusement park 
holdings and whatnot and a lot of the arcades like the arcade in Akihabara uh, finally closed like about four or five months ago on there that Sega is changing and so I'm kind of curious where they're going to go and I'm not sure being under Microsoft <laughs> being bought by Microsoft I mean if I was Microsoft I'd pony up a check maybe Capcom uh, maybe if I get a bargain maybe go like see if I could grab some like IP from Konami, but you know, it just depends on how they want to pivot on there and kind of go from there. So yeah, let's let's hope Sega is able to bounce back um, a little bit from or a lot from from the death of those arcades. I know that one arcade you're talking about, that the large location is closing and they're going to open up a smaller one, so it'll still live on in some form, but still. Um, it's still just kind of, that's why I'm kind of thinking that maybe Sega Sega might be looking for a big daddy to come kind of, you know, they can lean on a little bit. So and, and even if it's not and if, even if, you know, Phil ain't going to buy them outright, maybe it'll be just to kind of give them a little bit of money to make it the transition a little bit easier onto this Azure cloud system that that he's really pushing. So but it'll be very interesting to see what what comes of this uh, partnership. So, uh, so thank you everybody who took the time to respond. As always, uh, Kevin shouts you out at the end of the show. Um, for our next question, uh, now is the time. Uh, Thanksgiving's right around the corner, and with Thanksgiving, we have Black Friday. So we want to know uh, what Black Friday stuff are you purchasing? We told you a little bit about some of the stuff that we've that we've purchased. So we're probably going to run this. Uh, question for the next two episodes because you want to see like what Black Friday um, gets are you going to be getting? I know there's digital Black Fridays coming. Uh, the stuff has already started on some places because because I know some people might not be actually going out um, to the stores due to due to Black Friday. Although I think uh, due to co- uh, the pandemic, but I still think people are still going to be going out and taking and and standing in lines and getting in there. I just think the nature of people will not allow them, you know, to think clearly during Black Friday. So I do think that um, people will be, you know, in the stores doing that stuff. So so we would love for you to share with us your Black Friday gets, where you got it from, um when the sales are coming i know joe is probably going to be in in active mode i know he already has been activated for 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 black friday before you know that's this is like one of joe's high holy holidays is black fridays so i would love to leave me alone (laughs) i would love for him to kind of keep us you know filled in you know um so uh, that was not a bad thing. I wasn't like, you know, being. No, I know, I know, I know. I, I just know you well. Like I've known you for a very long time, and I and I know what what floats your boats, buddy. And and Black Friday is one of them. You know, if you could date Black Friday, you would. So. Um, no, uh, I would not. Come on, give God. me a break. Can you imagine? Could you imagine all the deals you'd be getting if you if if you put a ring on it? <laughs> imagine how empty I would feel afterwards. So. <laughs> Uh, maybe I don't know. Uh, That's not the question, though. The question is not would you marry Black Friday if you could. The question is uh, basically let us know what you're gonna, what you're planning on picking up, you know. And and if you're not gonna pick up anything, let us know why. Like you have everything, um, 
So uh, because I know one thing um, that just kind of came out and I wish I had a uh, it was a I wish I had this more um, and I should have I'm just going to mention it. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is already on sale at a certain at certain outlets for like half off. So so if you're looking for that game, I was like, it's not on sale yet. The, oh. That's the price to come. Yeah. So, so but again, you know, that's still crazy that that black friday just destroys (laughs) just destroys you know picking up games at full price so yeah um you know just let us know what you're going to pick up i mean walmart's ad is out Uh, i saw guardians of the galaxy 35 in that circular i saw far cry 6 surprise surprise for 35 in that circular um super monkey ball banana mania is like i think 20 bucks all right save some save some for later joe you know and if you want to know more you know, Joe, hopefully, you know, will be will be very active on our Discord. So at the end of the at the end of the show, Kev will tell you how you can join our Discord and how you can follow uh Trader Joe's uh Dilaramas, you know, because because uh Jabroni Chief is leading the troops uh over to uh get some deals. So better fall in line, grunts, because Jabroni Chief's not taking any prisoners. So all right. Oh, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you like that huh? we're said we, we you you could probably do the you could probably do the next Forza horizon dialogue after that <laughs> just right off the dome but right <laughs> so get you, so get, you get you some of that microsoft money I would, with that i would do it Blacks at Xbox, right there. There's, there's our exhibit, right there. Uh, uh, okay. So anyway, uh, that's, that's my diversify, segment. diversify. So, so I'm going to I'm going to give it back to to Kev now, so we can move on to news. Give give it give it over to our our good friend Joe, our good friend Joe Chief. Okay. Mm. Okay, let me gather. Let me gather myself. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. So next topic on the docket is going to be the news. All right, Jabroni Chief, you're on deck, my brother. You're up. News. Okay, uh, we're gonna kind of take it back to the last episode, uh, episode uh, 146, and talk about the uh, main event topic, which happens to be about Grand Theft Auto, the Trilogy Definitive Edition. So um, it has come out, and guess what? Mm-hmm. The game is not having a good time of it on here. So uh, basically... Came in hot. Yeah, GTA Trilogy, the Definitive Edition. Uh, people were testing it out on PS5. It struggles to maintain 60 frames per second in performance mode. So both GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas cannot hold 60 frames a second in performance mode. Uh, they're experiencing drops up to like down to 35 frames per second. Uh, we've seen videos just of just everything under the sun, um, you know, cyberpunk 2077-esque 
uh, is clipping uh, CJ falling into the world and dropping on the other side, just all sorts of clipping. You name it, it's kind of been happening with this version of the game. I watched a video before we recorded where the rain effect in all three games is busted. In fact, uh, they were showing in a video like the, the CJ running under a bridge on the wharf uh, at, on the beach and the rain was still raining on him even though he's under a bridge so <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's just yeah this whole thing is a major league shit show it's just really bad and um uh, the pc launch for mm. the game rockstar wound up pulling it off of their server um they finally got the Rockstar Social Club uh, server back, but the game is still not up. Uh, people went in and data mined the PC version, and they saw that the um, music that was emitted from this version of the game was still in the game. All they did was uh, put a code in to uh, block it out from playing on the new version of the game. They found remnants of the hot coffee mod still in the game a little bit, even though it uh, looks like they did enough so they could like prevent it from actually um, starting into the actual remastered game mm. itself. Uh, there's plenty of users on Twitter and elsewhere messaging Rockstar asking for refunds left and right they're demanding refunds there's a bunch of graphical issues bugs and progression crashes on all platforms uh there's one twitter user saying the game freezes in san andreas every time i restart a mission checkpoint it loads the game but i can't move my character so there's a like a, any number of different problems with the game on there so um i know that john lineman one of the uh, producers of Digital Foundry is working on a, um, you know, a video for GTA 3. And basically his comments said that it's just sad. <laughs> he commented that it was, quote unquote, uh, there's no real, no really getting around this. The results for performance analysis are not going to be positive. It's simply absurd what we're seeing here. I cannot help but sit back and feel genuinely glad for the devs that worked on this. I believe this had to be down to an unfairly tight budget and a lack of time and manpower. Mm. I cannot imagine they wanted to release these games in this state. And he responded with an um, unhappy face on there. So he's feeling bad for the uh, team that worked on these remasters because what's what's worse than this super high profile project that you're going to wind up looking like a bunch of jabronis <laughs> to say the least <laughs> on there so and we had some comments on discord too after all this came out gerald commented that honestly i'm not a huge fan of remakes or remasters and i know there's an audience out there in the wild for these kind of things but maybe put your resources on a new gta instead just my opinion uh, Will D on Discord agreed with Gerald and also said, although I did enjoy the Mass Effect remaster, Mass Effect is one of my favorites of all time. And then John BT um, basically stated, I prefer reinterpretations. Final Fantasy VII, for example, is basically a total different thing, and it was so awesome. I'm okay with a straight remake if the old game is so clunky, it's not fun, and the new game adds modern quality of life stuff. And uh, after all this, I'm disappointed, but I'm grateful that I didn't pony up uh, my 60 bucks in digital 
bucks at the start. I'm glad I was kind of slow rolling it. I'm debating about deleting San Andreas off my Xbox right now until they get it kind of taken care of. But uh, what's your guys' takes on all this? Kevin, I'll go to you first. Oh, this 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 hurts. Mm-hmm. This this hurts. Not only, I mean, I don't know. I, I watched the video, the, the, the one of the shared uh, YouTube links of this. There is no way you can't tell me that this stuff wasn't seen, observed in quality control. Mm-hmm. They quality knew. Control. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm putting that in quotes. I'm putting Stop that it. in quotes. This is, I mean, this is the type of thing that uh, the, the wonderful folks that gave us The Witcher and then it, that garnered all kinds of community, uh, community just kudos. And, you know, that, co- and, I, and I was about to say the company, but it's, it's skipping my brain at the moment. They squandered all of that when they released 2077. All the goodwill. Just, just C- all that goodwill. CD Projekt Red, yeah. CD Projekt Red. They flushed it completely down the toilet. I don't think this is quite that quite catastrophic, but the, the those first three games of uh, 3D GTA are beloved by a lot of people, myself included. I was definitely one of those people looking forward to, to replaying oh, yeah. these games because, as I said... Back in the day when GTA 3, uh, Vice City, and San Andreas dropped, my gaming world came to a screeching halt until I completed those games. Fantastic soundtrack, fantastic story. story. It was that first, for me anyway, that first experience in open world on a console. And to see this just basically crapped out because... With uh, you know, I guess Lemon believes that this was an issue of budget and manpower. That's no excuse. You're freaking mm-hmm. what? You're 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 rock star, right? Owned by two. What is it? Two K owns them. Uh, I forget what's what. I forget the parent company of of uh, Rockstar. Take, take, take two. two. Take two. You're owned by Take Two. M- that budget is not an excuse. You don't have yeah, to worry about budget constraints. You know that this is going to be a high-powered, high-quality, uh, a high-powered IP re-release, remastered. That's going to make you a crap ton of money. You should have put the assets and the manpower required to do this right. You should have ponied up the money for those artists to get the to get the same soundtrack to do it right. And you just be swimming in additional in, in money that would more than cover the investment made to bring these three games back to to the current day. But nope, you didn't do that. You just crap this stuff out, and you because you know all folks are just going to go out and buy it. And I'm glad that the community is stepping up and saying, nope, we're not taking this crap. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I didn't pre-order yeah. <laughs> digitally. Mm-hmm. And that I was thinking that I was I my whole thing was that I want this on uh, the want these on um, physical release. I want to I want the physical disc, but I ain't touching this on sale or not with it being in this type of condition because 
it borders from the 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 glitches that I saw border on making these games unplayable. I can, if you're getting ready to complete a mission or you get killed and you're reloading and you can't continue, that's a game breaking bug. Some of the things you know, fingers growing out of crazy proportions, helicopters falling out of the sky just for no reason. <laughs> the helicopter reason. was hilarious. <laughs> I, was like, like, I was like, this is our plan now. This is what we're doing. This is this is this is ridiculous. You're owned by Take Two. You're rock star for crying out loud. Get your act together. Do it right. There's no uh, excuse. I, I have GTA on disc for PS2 and Xbox, and then they'll stay in my collection. And those are the physical items I'll keep because, <laughs> you know, everything else now is just uh, like a, it's like someone went on the copy machine and went wild and the copy is like wind up all distorted and, and nasty ass looking so uh there's a screenshot of of the plane in san andreas where they removed the entirety of the fog <laughs> in the screenshot so basically you just see a whole plane map in the background <laughs> and it just looks like crap and it's yeah. probably due to them trying to put this game on unreal engine 4 because they want to port it to phones so you know all I know is I'm going to take a pass on this as well. And you know what you know what'll probably happen is they will release mods or or quick fixes and stuff. So maybe in about a year when it is, you know, super cheap, um I can get it on like PSN or something because I never like I only played 3 for like a hot minute, like a hot minute and then I was out the door. I played more of San Andreas than I played any of the other games. So so I think that's what's gonna have to happen. Is they're just gonna have to put a little bit of put a little elbow grease into it. You know, they're gonna make their money as much as they can and then hope that their goodwill will will, you know, save them a little bit later. Because again, they didn't need to do this. This was a cash I totally feel this was a cash grab for them. In order to um, say, hey, the anniversary is coming, you know, we could do this and not really have to put too much effort into it. And it actually shows when you look at the the, the quality of the game that that they released. So so I think that's what it was for for me. That's what it was. And and people that are now calling them on it and being like, oh, no, especially it's like and who does that, especially in the age of what happened with CD Projekt Red. It's like mm. it's like you you should know better unless they were thinking, well, you know, people still bought that game, so it can't be that bad. <laughs> and it's like, you know, and on that note, you're probably right, you know, which is really <laughs> kind of crazy. Or they're or they're banking on that people have short memories. I don't know. But yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I can't see myself buying this in good faith until a lot of fixes come in, or if it's like damn near like dirt cheap, like dirt cheap. So we'll keep we'll keep an eye out for it. I know a lot of the modders in the PC community have also said they're not even touching this version, and it, it makes it even sadder because Take Two and and Rockstar basically removed all the prior games uh, out in the PC marketplace. They did cease and desist to modders out there that were working on these games and doing creative, creative stuff within these older games and basically wanted to clear the deck so they could bring this hot remaster trilogy out to market. And lo and behold, it was just nothing but a bunch of 
hot garbage. Hot, hot served up shit. Excuse my French. Hot, uh, hot garbage. Here you go. You want this? You want this? Here you go. Shove yeah. it in your face. <laughs> and I, I came away. I mean, hopefully out there. Um, I know Alberto. I know you were thinking about buying it for Switch. And I know from what I've mm. heard, the Switch version is the absolute worst of all the different versions. And so I'm just hoping for you, buddy, that uh, you didn't pony up your 60 bucks. So uh, mm-hmm. let's see on there. I hope not, buddy. I'd be really, I'd be really sad for you. <laughs> I would cry. All right, but let us know. Uh, you know, obviously we had enough people chime in on the Discord, but if you have any thoughts about the GTA Remastered trilogy, let us know. Uh, you can contact us in many ways. What's Kevin? We'll let you know at the end of the show on here. Uh, next thing I want to talk about is something kind of came out of the blue, and a new Outriders broadcast is scheduled for Monday on November 15th right. on here. And what... They said is that they're going to announce a pretty big content update that's said to be, quote-unquote, everything you've been waiting for, along with recapping the game's improvements since its launch in April on there. Um, so basically, they said, while details are still scarce, the press release indicates that the broadcast will center around a, quote-unquote, colossal uh, free content update coming soon. And they're going to go over the post-launch improvements on there. So, and we'll have to see what's happening. Maybe they got some future content, hopefully for free and not, you know, paid DLC or whatnot. But uh, they're looking to try to get people back to the game on there. So, and uh, people can fly uh, pretty much are still working on this game. Uh, They're making improvements. So I'm kind of curious to see what they come up with on there so so what you guys just take des um i uh, hey <sighs> i like the game um i'm interested to see what this is i hope it's one of those things where they're actually going to say hey you know we understand that stuff was stuff was crappy and you know yada 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 but here are our fixes please you know <laughs> please you know play our game so that's the best thing that they could do honestly is just say hey we understand um that we we you know effed up and we hope that you know by doing this y'all will come back and play play our game so but again this is this is normal for for games nowadays which is again kind of crappy like if you just put out a good project project a good product you don't have to worry about this so so that's probably what it is it's just probably going to release a roadmap and say this is what the new dlc is going to be like it'll probably be free and trying to get more buzz about the project yeah and we'll see i mean hopefully they figured out that whole because remember we talked about a couple months ago where uh they didn't know as far as they haven't received any royalties yet. I'm assuming they probably squared that up with uh, people can fly on there. So, oh, most definitely. Like I totally believe that. I totally believe that that is what happened. You know, and I think this is why we're finally starting to see some some movement from them. It's because hey, they probably got paid, um, and they and now that they've gotten paid, they're like, okay, now we feel comfortable. Um, going back to work on this ip i mean i i honestly believe that that's pretty much you know what happened i mean i can almost i can almost guarantee you know that's that's what happened you know 
Yeah, uh, and people can fly actually commented further and said uh, that uh, they are working on two other projects, a new one for Square Enix and another one for Take Two, but that uh, they are for future games going to be doing more double A games with shorter development times and lower budgets. So they're looking. I wonder at, what that means. Like I want, like I, I wonder what that means. I, I see stuff like that, and I'm like. Ugh. You know, is that I hope I hope that that's a good thing, you know, and I hope that I hope that they're still able to innovate and and release quality content because I'm fine. Yeah. I find if they're doing double A games, I played a lot of really good double A games that have just been fan freaking tastic, you know, but I hope that this isn't something that's going to um, like make them cower and not want to do anything. You know. No, um, they they realized they stated uh, to GameIndustry.biz that they wanted to do smaller titles on top of their AAA stuff. So they're not uh, just working on AAA stuff. They also want to do smaller project in house to maybe uh, do by a shorter development time, lower budget, and smaller scope on there. So they probably creatively want to do things other than your lock standard. Gears of War, Outriders, uh, Bulletstorm type games, and maybe want to do different things on there. And I'm thinking that will help them, uh, you know, achieve these goals and also to be able to, you know, create new IP and keep their IP versus you know, contracting out to these different, uh, you know, big AAA studios on there where they don't get to control the IP on there. Yeah. So. I think that's the main thing that we really need to. Kind of keep in mind and, and really keep aggressive when we're thinking about this stuff. Like that was a you know work for hire, and they and they they wanted to do it and they put it out there and and I you know I thought it was a I thought it was a pretty good game. I still think it's a pretty good game. I just think that it it needed just a little bit more. Um, I don't TLC. Know. Yeah, a little more TLC, a little more time in the oven, maybe um so but again like you you can you can go back in retrospect and and armchair any any of this stuff really but but at the end of the day um it didn't it didn't hit all the notes that it should have and that's that's disappointing yeah and i'm i'm reason why i put this in the outline too is because i still enjoy playing what i played of outriders i want to go back to the game same it's here. on Games Pass, so I think we're going to play it on Xbox. I know John BT commented to me privately that uh, he was looking for Outriders uh, during Black Friday deals and whatnot. The game's already down to 20 bucks on PS5, at least retail on there. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, if, I, I don't think it's cross-platform. I think it's cross... Um, like you could play PS4, PS5, and an Xbox One, Xbox Series. So, but uh, and we'll definitely probably check this out more on Xbox on there, unless they decide to pull it from Games Pass for some reason. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we'll see on there. So, uh, next thing I want to mention is something kind of in your wheelhouse, Des, is that uh, there was a live stream for Thunderful World. This is the inaugural digital event for the Swedish developer publisher on here and they announced some new games on here uh, the live stream I haven't had a chance to watch it I've watched some bits and pieces but uh, they were all presented by Mark Hamill which was kind of crazy but uh, included in the announcements in this uh, 
uh, stream, this digital event, is that they announced a new SteamWorld game. So SteamWorld Headhunter was announced. It's the next installment in the SteamWorld series and the first to move from 2D to 3D on there. So Headhunter will be a stylized and colorful third-person co-op action adventure on there. So the trailer doesn't really give an idea as far as how the gameplay is, but um as far as any release date or platforms but uh you know to still see this world kind of being celebrated and added on to it's kind of cool on there what, what any thoughts des have you had yeah, a chance to watch just, this i have not but anything anything from them is amazing and i am what the next game coming out is like the goop or something or the, the gunk i was going to mention it. yeah yeah i'm totally i'm totally here for it i think that it is a I think that they are a fantastic studio and I um, will pretty much play anything that they put out to try. So, so, and, any, and I'm glad that they have not abandoned, abandoned the steam world IP because they have built so much for that. So I'm fantastic. I'm, I'm more than ec- ecstatic that they are bringing more stuff out for that, for that uh, universe. Yeah. Cause I know that image and form was the initial developer of steam world series. And I know they, they, Merge with Thunderful. Uh, Thunderful is the Swedish developer. They publish other indie games as well. And so we're just kind of focusing more on the previous Steam World games, but we'll talk about the gunk on here. So the gunk did get a release date. Uh, the gameplay in the game kind of looks similar to the gameplay you see, like in Luigi's Mansion or Super Mario Sunshine, mm-hmm. with the whole you know backpack with the uh, spray on there and sucking up the gunk and whatnot but it's coming out on xbox and pc on december 16th uh the game will launch on xbox games pass as well and that's something where i'm definitely gonna give her a shot definitely something that's kind of caught my eye caught my interest uh if need be on there um another game they um shadow dropped during this thing was this game called Wavetail on here. This is a third, um, brand new third person action adventure game. Uh, and it was created by the same team that did the Gunk and also Steam, the Steam World series on here. And they shadow dropped it on the two Stadia of all things. So, uh. so, but it is only a timed exclusive. Um, it's a point that I was going to check this out. My Stadia like trial just ended. I forgot to mention what I've been playing that I was playing around with Stadia a little bit. And I'll talk about that now since uh, I didn't mention it, but I did get a chance to check out another Stadia game, which was um, got Pixel Junk Raiders, which I thought was cool. And it kind of opened my eyes a little bit about Stadia, but this is going to, this uh, Wavetail is going to be a Stadia exclusive, but it's coming out for PC and console in 2022 and it kind of looked very interesting it's like a kind of a inspired a bit by ocarina not ocarina time but um god what's the zelda game i'm drawing the blank because i'm talking ocarina right of now. time no not ocarina of, of time wild. not breath of the wild the one where he's sailing on the boat oh um, wind Car- waker. cartoon wind waker yeah on here so it has a little aspects of that but the, like the main character is actually coasting on the water a bit and kind of going back and forth and the gameplay looks pretty cool uh, he's like throwing out this wind uh water wand on there and uh, the combat is 
Looks cool. Uh, I think some people impressions said that uh, they said that the combat might have been too easy, but that might be something that can be uh, further looked at. But uh, you know, definitely some interesting stuff uh, coming out of this uh, Thunderful uh, event on there. So it's definitely something I'm going to go back and watch on there. And we might talk a little bit more once both me and Desmond have a chance to watch it in its entirety, the comment, because there were other games that talked about and announced in this thing as well. Yeah, I'm definitely going to, I'm definitely going to sit down and watch it and see exactly what's going on because it, it, I'm really excited to see what's coming from the studio. Yeah, it's definitely a half hour long. So there's definitely some, good indies and good other games they could see from it as well so all right next story we're going to talk about and this is kind of just a, as an aside about the future of ubisoft and the future of games from that studio so uh, far cry boss dan hay announced his retirement on here and he's leaving ubisoft after 10 years on here and he served as the producer of far cry 3 before moving on to being an executive producer for Far Cry 4 and 5 and also for Blood Dragon, Primal, and New Dawn on here. He basically has been working on the next iteration of Far Cry with Ubisoft and the next iteration of Far Cry beyond the Far Cry 6 that just released is going to be launching as a live service. So Ubisoft's apparent move to launch a live service Far Cry mirrors its plans for the next iteration of Assassin's Creed, which we talked about previously on the show, which is going to be basically like a hub world for different experiences on there. So so uh, I saw this, you know, Dan Hay looks like he's kind of took the ball and ran with it from Far Cry 3 on on there and kind of probably drove that series in the ground a little bit from what they've done, but... <laughs> uh you know it's cool that he's leaving the studio but it kind of just i don't like what i've been seeing out of ubisoft with these uh live service hubs on there what's your guys's take on far cry also moving to a uh uh hub kev i don't know if you have any comments on this from the assassin's creed infinity rumors um i i i just have Four words to say. Miss me with that. Yeah, I have no. I, I have no interest. No interest in playing as an Assassin's Creed gas live service game. I have no interest uh, in playing a Far Cry. I mean, for it, it's bad. It, well, it's one thing when you when you don't iterate enough on the prior games where they all just play the same the only thing that changes is the story but you're doing the same thing it's bad enough that you're doing that but then you're going to compound it by making it a live service game nah Mm -hmm. i i think ubisoft is a publisher that i will not be purchasing any future games from Wow. nor will i be playing nor even if they go free to play uh i have no interest in playing what they're putting out i don't care about rainbow six aliens you know whatever i have no interest in any of these future projects that they're that they're rumored to be working on none zero well there you yeah. go 
good. I th- I'm thinking it might give them a little bit more creativity. I'm hoping at least, but you know, it just the, it depends on how far outside the framework of these games. I mean, we've already seen where they've gone, you know, to, you know, Montana to like, you know, uh, to Nepal and then back over now to like the Caribbean. So it just seems like, you know, they're iterating, but at the same time, they're still staying with the same framework and it's just uh yeah i'm kind of curious how they're going to pull this off and we'll see but them repeating doing far cry 7 far cry 8 far cry 9 i think it's better that they maybe think outside the box a little bit and see what where they're going to go whether they pull it off or not is going to be another thing in itself so you know the way you do that is you do what uh the god of war developers did they took a wrote even though i enjoyed that i enjoyed the hell out of old old school kratos and and the old those games they took a tried and true formula and they revamped it that's what you do with a series that has grown long in the tooth or stale when it comes to gameplay servicing things up gassing things up is not the response and then on top of that, I saw a, an article about the rumored cancela- can- cancellation of, um, uh, oh gosh, I, I was just, that one where it, it was the original one where you were taking pictures and. Uh, Dead Rising? No, it was, um, oh gosh. It was the one where it's a sequel and it's the one where they were trying to get people to submit their art to design to for the art in the world. Are you talking um, about Beyond Good and Evil? Beyond 2? Good and Evil. Oh, Beyond yeah, Good and Evil 2 that. is rumored to have been canceled because it does not fit with their games as a service model for future projects. Wow. I'm so that tells I mean, when you are when you already asking for the community to design the artwork for you for free, you're you're already telling me that that it's on shaky ground. Um Michael Ansel, the the guy heading that up and the developer of the original Beyond Good and Evil and also Rayman, he has retired. He has left the industry. Yeah. So you know, so it was probably never gonna be in, in any good quote unquote good hands to begin with. But when I believe that rumor, I absolutely do, do believe that rumor. A game like Beyond Good and Evil does not fall into what is obviously the gas the gas model that they're moving forward with over there at ubisoft and it's unfortunate i enjoyed those traditional assassin's creed games uh would have liked to have seen some real creativity done for uh far cry but you know that to me that's just money saved because i ain't buying they i ain't buying their stuff yeah let's just say to be completely honest, and y'all listening, like if you if you have a podcast or anything like that, I'm just gonna start calling this new model what it is. It's the gas face model for all you old school third base. <laughs> I give that the gas face model. Like, seriously, I'm I'm not I'm not in with the gas face model. Like no, give it the gas face. No, no, that's that's literally what it is now. Oh, that was fantastic. This you have the... redeemed yourself from that that Forza Horizon dialogue you did earlier. <laughs> I'm serious because it's like you get the gold star for the week. Seriously. I got it. It's what it is. Awful. It's what it is. You know, 
that's just all these people trying to get gassed up can get the gas face. I'm just no, <laughs> mm. no, I'm not, I'm not here for it. Get the gas face. Give him the gas face, Joe. <laughs> I know all about the gas face because I've been accused of looking like MC Search in the past life. So, <laughs> yep. and Bubba Ray yeah. Deadly for some reason. Bubba so. Ray, yeah. <laughs> You'll never live that down. So I yeah, got, so. I got a, a certain set of friends that still call me Deadly. So you ain't never lied though, or they ain't never lied. So yeah. All right, Doug, take us home. All right, and last news story, and I'll kind of intersped another thing I kind of mentioned on the Discord this week as well. Uh, Steam has unfortunately announced due to uh, production issues that uh, they are not going to be shipping the Steam Deck in December uh, like initially planned. They're going to start making its way to customers in February 2022 on here. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at it whatsoever. Uh, material shortages and delays mm-hmm. meant that components weren't making to our manufacturing facilities on time. Missing parts along with logistical challenges means delayed Steam Deck, so we need to push out shipping the two months uh, to February on that. And Not then, surprised. So I'm kind of sad. I know out of the three of us, I think I'm on. I'm the only one that was looking to buy this day one because I'm just crazy like that. But, well, no, I was uh, thinking about it because remember I have all that. I have all that extra um all that extra game stop loot when i trade all that stuff in i was thinking about using that game stop loot to uh purchase one and see how it goes but well I don't know. right now you have to reserve it so like if you want to take five dollars out of your um steam credit if you have any and just put the five bucks down and then you could pay for it in uh, steam credit so all you have to do is trade in stuff to GameStop and get steam cards and that's what i mean steam card yeah yeah that's what i mean like i already have a i already have uh steam card i already have you know the money in steam i already have the money in in game pass sorry in game pass in GameStop credit so i could go i could theoretically uh pre-order one but i'm trying to think about maybe i should wait to see what it looks like uh from you i'm not sure how, how if i'm gonna play this handheld i know you can dock it so I'm just kind of deciding, and we could have more conversation about this off, uh, um, offline because I was just going to ask you about about that. But oh, then I, I saw I, I, this, I, I, and I was thinking, well, you know, there really isn't any, there really isn't any um, rush to buy it because it's not going to come out for a while. So, okay, you know. well, let me let me clarify real quick. Okay, you cannot buy this game, uh, the Steam Deck from GameStop. No, I know that. It's only available through Valve, and so basically, I know that. Yeah, that's no, no. I totally understand that. My thing was just, do I want to buy it from Valve? You know, with my Steam, with my um, with the Steam credit, I can get that game stuff. Okay, okay, yeah, good deal. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking about. Yeah, like I know, I know this is a you know um, a Valve only joint. Yeah. Yeah, kind of thing. So I'm totally fine with that. So. Good deal. Another thing I was just going to briefly mention too before we bring it home is that Microsoft has finally announced that they're working on a fix to uh, their Windows Store with games on here. So, and so for the longest time, you could not access any of the folders because it put it put the game games that you downloaded into a restricted folder. Uh, that you weren't able to go in. And we talked about this on the previous show that basically uh, people were having problems with 
uh, deleting games because they Windows said it deleted the game, but you have instantly like uh, 400 megs just sitting there blocked up where you couldn't even delete it, where you eventually had to reinstall Windows to get rid of the game. So, <laughs> and so it's just a big to do. But Microsoft is finally going to allow users to install PC games from the Microsoft Store or Xbox Games Pass to any folder of their choice with unrestricted access, believe it or not. So, Wow. <laughs> and they're going to allow you to update and mod your games freely on there. So they actually give you the power to be able to move your games back and forth. And this will end the kerfuffle of Games Pass for PC to being a big, hot, steamy piece of shit, basically. So. And I might start uh, checking out the PC Games Pass a little bit more just for the fact that they're actually making it user-friendly, finally, for once on here. So, And I don't know how you feel about this. I know you didn't really like PC Games Pass, but I think this will bring not. it more to a Steam type of structure. I mean, and more power so, to them. I think it's great. I think people will be very happy about that who are using it. But for me, eh, don't care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. That's the news this week. Well, all right, all right. So with that, we're going to move into our thank yous for those who have participated in our question of the week or either our main events, rather, uh, as well as some of the our Discord uh, correspondents. Special shout-out to John B.T., Will D and Gerald, uh, both who commented, uh, well, commented on our Discord, our Discord server, uh, for both our question of the week and our little GTA commentary that happened <laughs> there over there. Man, that hurts. That hurts my heart, man. That, oh my gosh. But, but anyway, contact. You can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com. That's the email you want to use. If you've heard something you want to comment or if you yourself would actually like to be on the show, get your opinions on the wonderful world of gaming out to our listeners. You're going to want to send that uh, correspondence to gamingvessels at gmail.com. On social media, we also we have a Twitter account at gamingvessels, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. And on that link, uh, on that uh, Twitter page, you're going to find a link for our Discord server. You can also find that Discord link in whatever podcast aggregate you use to download the show. And I would highly encourage you to join our little uh, merry band, merry band of uh, gamers over there in that community because we're not an echo chamber. We have a very good, good deal of ver- variety in our opinions on gaming. But yet, miraculously, we can all treat each other with respect and uh, express our joys and and uh, frustrations with the world of gaming mm-hmm. uh, in in a really neat environment. Again, we're not a we're not an echo chamber, so where everybody doesn't agree with everybody. But weirdly enough, you can do we can do it friendly and cordially. I, I know that's a shocker in today's world. But it, it can happen, and it does happen over on our Discord channel. Individually, we have our own social media accounts. I can be found on Twitter at Shonuf71, S-H-O-N-U, double F, the number 71. 
PlayStation Network, I am Shown Up 7, same spelling with the number 7 at the end. Xbox Live, I am Shown Up 071, same spelling with 071 at the end. Steam, I am Shown Up 71, same spelling as originally. And my Switch friend code, 7658-2155-3309. Dez, where can folks get a hold of you at, bro? All right, you can find me on Twitter at the Nemo 6 that's T-H-E. Uh, N-E-M-O-S-I-X and you can find me on PSN, Steam, Xbox Live, on Nemo Tigger, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R uh, and on Nintendo my friend code is 52806674 and again, always let us know how you found us when you message us because we want to talk to people not bots. Joe! Where can people find you, buddy? Uh, they can find me on Twitter under the user handle JabroniChief, J-A-B-R-O-N-I-C-H-I-E-F. If you're listening, Chris Lefty Brown, it's Jabroni Chief now, not Joe Von Gul, okay? Uh, PSN and Steam, um, under the user handle JabroniChief, J-A-B-R-O-N-I-C-H-I-E-F. And then on Xbox, I have the um, numbers 374 behind that user handle of Jabroni Chief. And my Nintendo friend code is 4712-5953-1409-8675309. No, not Yes, <laughs> they, they recognize folks. The is coming to chaos. <laughs> so dial my Nintendo friend code number for a good time. That's right. <laughs> Uh, we'll go right on the bathroom wall. <laughs> mm. Scary. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. All right, folks. With, with that, that is going to bring episode 147 to a close. For Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High-Res Hater, a.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. the Gamer Step Daddy, and for Trader Joe, a.k.a. The Jabroni Chief. Who is the food max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar? I am Shonuff71, aka Digger Dulamite. Yeah, yeah, purple bling bling. Y'all. Saying that we'll be back with episode 148 in your ears next week. Peace.